Hello and welcome to Team Franco Bodybuilding Podcast number 16. Today we're going to finish up the series and discuss the pool day workout, which incorporates in training of the back and the biceps. If you are the first time listener for these podcasts and are interested, I did do one, um, an episode on the lower body and an episode on the push day. So a quick review, it's a three-day split using free weights, dumbbells and barbells, and an adjustable bench for minimum use type of equipment workouts that you can do at home that you may have just purchased. And not to minimize this, but if that's all you have, you have a lot. A lot can be done with using free weights. Because I believe in one of my earlier podcasts, I was talking about and explaining how, you know, when I first started training, I had a lot of development just doing these type of exercises, you know, keeping it simple, keeping it to the basics. So if you have the free weights, the barbell, you know, good amount of weight, plates, dumbbells, an adjustable bench, a lot can be done and nothing will be lost. Now, the one thing that I did not talk about in the first two were some more specifics, you know, personal training specifics and recommendations. Uh, because someone did ask me after I did the first one, how long should I rest in between sets? So I want to cover that real quickly before I go into the actual exercises that are my favorites and that can be done for an ideal push, I'm sorry, pull day. Typically, rest between sets, I say on average, is a minute. Um, it can vary. I mean, if you're doing a smaller muscle group, like your arms, you know, like a bicep exercise to a tricep exercise, there are going to be already fatigued. And obviously, you're not going to handle as much weight to begin with. So you can get away with the 30-second to 60-second rest. If and when you are doing a larger muscle group, you know, like a squat, a deadlift, you know, a, a bent over row, um, a bench press, you know, anything that you know you're lifting more weight, I would say a minimum to a minute up to two minutes. Now, you don't necessarily need to take that kind of rest when you're warming up. You know, if you're, say, doing a bent over row, and I'm going to talk about that exercise in a second. You know, the first two or three sets, you can rest for 30 seconds to a minute because you're not going to be tiring yourself out. The whole idea is to warm the muscle up to handle the heavier weight. But when you do get to the heavier weight, then you can do the minimum to a minute up to two minutes. You know, I mean, if you rest more than two minutes, then you have the possibility of cooling down and losing some of the, you know, blood flow in the muscle group, the elasticity, all that physiology type stuff. So... It's a happy point, you know, just enough time to take a drink of water, to change the weight, to make a note in your training log so you're keeping track. Um, so that's typically it. So to summarize the rest of between sets, smaller muscle groups, 30 seconds to 60 seconds, larger muscle groups, minimum a minute. You know, some people can get away with shorter rests. Some people need longer. You know, it's the whole idea is to overload, get stronger, so everyone's going to be a little bit different. But when you are doing this three-day split, if you can complete the workout in 30 minutes, I can tell you you are moving a little too fast. 
if this workout is exceeding, you know, over an hour, you know, say an hour and a half, you probably are going too slow and resting too long or you're distracted. All right, so on to day three, which is the pull day, and the two muscle groups are the back and the biceps. This could be a little bit more challenging because people are so used to using machines, you know, the high cable pull down on a lat pull down machine. And if you have one of them, then you have a ton of more variety because you can do different types of pull downs and you know rows from the low cable and everything. But I'm going to stick to my guns and just talk about free weights. So as with the other workouts, we talk about doing the prime mover, the basic exercise first. And to me, it's quite simple. That's the bent over row. Now, there are varieties with this type of exercise. The first two are quite simple. It's just changing your hand position. You could do a bent over row with your palms facing up. And typically, you would grab the bar as if you were going to curl the bar. Or you can do an overhand grip. So literally your hands are on top of the bar and you would do the same type of movement, pulling with your elbows, arching your back. And I'm gonna go over form in a second. If you don't have a barbell, you can do a dumbbell bent over row as your prime mover. These exercises or this one, you're gonna handle the most weight. My favorite personally is when you do an underhand grip. And I think it's because when I saw Dorian Yates do it, and he had like over 300 pounds. Not that I can ever do that, but I love that exercise. When you do an underhand grip, it is key to keep the wrist straight, not to have too much flexion at the elbow joint. And typically when you do any kind of back exercise, even if you're doing a lat pull down, the focus is squeezing your scapulas together, or in other words, throw your chest out as you row and think about your arms just being hooks. You're just grabbing onto the weight, hooking to the weight, not using a death grip and rowing through your elbows. So basically pulling the weight, imagining that you're pulling the weight with your elbows and squeezing the back by throwing your chest out. Those are the best visuals I can get without actually seeing you in person. When you do a palms up grip, as if you're going to curl the weight versus an overhand grip, typically the palms up grip, you're going to be stronger because you have a little bit greater range of motion and it's less on the shoulders. So prime mover, bent over row with the barbell. You can mix up and have different variety if you want to change it up every couple weeks between palms up, palms down, or dumbbells if that's all you have. Again, four to six sets. First couple sets are warm-ups, and the last two or three are basically your working sets. A secondary exercise that you can do is a one-arm dumbbell row, and you can be supported, okay? So basically, you're holding the weight in one arm. You can lean on a bench with your hand, your forward hand, or you can have your forward hand on the bench along with that same knee. So you focus on the stretch, stretch and you pull to your waistline. That could be a good secondary exercise. Another secondary exercise that you can do is a dumbbell pullover. This is while you're lying on the floor or lying on a bench. Typically, you want the weight evenly distributed using a dumbbell with both hands. Elbows are slightly bent. And the best analogy that I can give to give you a visual 
is pretend, <clears throat> excuse me, pretend that you're holding an axe and you're chopping wood. You wouldn't be having your arms straight out. You would go over your head if you were to chop a cord of wood or whatever the hell. No, not a cord of wood. A block of wood and push through. So that is the dumbbell pullover. Again, you if you really need help with form, there's tons of YouTube videos. You just type it in in the search and you'll get something. So that's a dumbbell pullover as additional secondary exercise to the one-arm row. A third, and it's one that I have a YouTube video, is a dumbbell floor row. So basically, you're on all floor, all fours on the floor, and you're going to alternate doing a one-arm dumbbell row. Another accessory, which is one of my favorites, and this is using the bench, is a dumbbell bench row. I love this exercise because I have a flared up back once in a while. So therefore, if I can't do a bent over row, my back is a little sensitive. Or if you find that your form is suffering and you're swinging too much, this forces you to keep better form. So what you would do, you would set up the bench on a 45 degree angle, grab your dumbbells, you're planted prone, your face down on the bench. But when you do the actual exercise, you lift your chin up, arch your back a little bit. And what you do, grab the weights from the floor and roll them up. That's it, just, just as any other type of row exercise. So a simple setup that I would suggest for the back exercise is, and if you have a barbell, do a bent over row. That's your main exercise. If you want to mix it up, you can do a palms up, palms down grip. Then I would move on to the dumbbell bench row because that's a favorite of mine. And then I would finish up with a pullover. So the reps and sets, pretty much the same that I talked about with the chest in the last podcast. Four to six sets, you know, you can pyramid up to a higher uh, weight range, you know, lower reps. And then you would do the three to four sets for the secondary stuff, you know, 10 to 12 reps. So a list of those exercises again, bent over row, one arm dumbbell row bench row, pullover, and the floor row. So for the secondary stuff, you could certainly mix it up. Moving on to the biceps, there's a ton of stuff. You know, barbell curl is the main exercise, incline dumbbell curl, one-arm dumbbell curl, you know, like a concentration type curl, a hammer curl, where you're basically your palms are facing inwards the whole entire time, a standing dumbbell curl with a twist or you know, with, when you supinate, basically you turn your hands. So that's that's pretty easy. I mean, when we were all kids or just starting out, we did tons of curls and they activate fast. And you really only need two exercises. So when you do the pull workout, I would definitely suggest to pick three. And for your biceps, you can pick two. Out of all these exercises, how I personally would set it up, bent over row, palms up bench row on an angle, you know, or sometimes they call it seal row, or I believe, then I would finish up with a pullover with a dumbbell. I would then move on to a barbell curl, and then an incline dumbbell curl. Now, to go over some form issues, you know, that I see, again, with all these exercises, you know, when it comes to curls, again, elbows need to be planted. They need to be still. You know, as soon as you raise your elbow up, you're working your shoulders. Wrists need to be straight. 
because when you curl at the wrist, you're bringing more forearm and taking it away from the actual bicep work. Slow and controlled, you know, up hard, down slow, control the weight, pause up top because constant motion. I mean, there's a lot of arguments for, you know, what I call bro form, you know, swinging the weight, but we're just getting down to the basis because you always want to learn proper form first before you bring in that loose form. I mean, it does have its place, you know, for a burnout set and everything, but that's a little bit more advanced technique and not what I would teach a beginner that's just using free weights. So it really depends, you know, how you handle it. Again, you know, dumbbell curls, barbell curls, same form. Elbows are still. Do not raise the weight as far from your shoulders, basically moving your shoulders. Wrists are straight. And, you know, as I talked about earlier, for the back, same idea. Think about pulling from your elbows, wrists are straight, so you're not using a death grip. I think that wraps this one up. So I did cover the sets. I'm sorry, I did cover the rest in between sets in the beginning. So hopefully that would tie in with the first two podcasts as far as giving you ideas on how to rest. Tempo, again, control the weight. You know, you shouldn't be blasting right through it. You know, basically, quicker up, slower down. That's really for all exercises, so you learn that mind-muscle connection and actually feel the muscles going. So when it comes to to the three-day split, a quick review again, if you didn't pay attention earlier. Three days on, one day off, you can repeat that as often as you want. The idea is to hit each muscle group up to two times a week or one and a half times a week with plenty of frequency and volume. So hoping that this three-day split has been helpful. And if you needed to, or if you don't have the amount of days to split this up as far as to three separate workouts, you can do two separate workouts. Uh, I think I might have touched this uh, upon this on one of my earlier podcasts, where you would do a two-day split, And you would train, for example, I'm not going to go over all exercises, but the first day would be your legs, your back, and your biceps. You can do two for your legs, two for your back, one for your biceps. And the second day would be your push day, two for your triceps. I'm sorry, two for your chest, two for your shoulders, two for your triceps. And when you do a two-day split, the focus would be to train four days a week, and you would hit each muscle group twice a week. So I just wanted to cover that real quick. Again, guys, hoping this has been helpful. Any questions, please email me. I am here for you in any type of way as far as questions about workouts, diet, nutrition, contest prep, whatever the case may be. And please visit teamfrancobodybuilding.com. Thanks, guys.